Welcome to Innovation for Good. Our guest today is Emily Smith, Head of Brand Innovation for Ben & Jerry's for U.S., Asia, and New Markets. Ben & Jerry's is an aspiring social justice company that believes in great, a greater calling than simply making and selling the world's best ice cream. Ben & Jerry's, a Vermont corporation and wholly owned subsidiary of Unilever, operates its business on a three-part mission statement emphasizing product quality, a fair financial return, and addressing issues of social, racial, and environmental injustice around the globe. So that's huge. Um, and I'm so excited to talk to you about this, Emily. Welcome. Uh, to start, could you comment on what makes Ben & Jerry's not your ordinary ice cream company? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me today. Um, there's a lot of things that make us different, um, but I think the the biggest um, differentiator that we have as a brand and as a company is our three-part mission. So when Jerry and Ben first started the company, they they knew they wanted to do something that was bigger than just ice cream alone. Um, and they landed on what we call the three-part mission. And the, the three parts are our social mission, our economic mission, and our product mission. Um, so it's about making great ice cream. It's about having a profitable business behind it and giving back to the communities that we operate in. Um, each part of the mission does carry equal weight, and and sometimes that can be hard because uh, on occasion those things can be at odds with one another. Um, but having that framework to make decisions in our business is, I think, really what sets us apart. Absolutely, and we, I feel like a lot of your customers already know that Ben and Jerry's has always been really mission driven and values based. You guys are so good. At, at showing us how you do that. But can you talk a little bit more about how this in particular informs the innovation of the company itself? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my team has the honor and privilege of looking after all of our innovation for Ben & Jerry's um, in the U.S. and around um, the world for our export business. And, you know, the three-part mission very much drives our innovation strategy. Um, you know, when we sit down as a team to think about opportunities to bring new products for our fans, we're always thinking about ways to do it that puts our values first. Um, so a good recent example of that was um, we partnered with Tony's Chocoloni to make a commitment to sourcing open chain cocoa in our products. Um, and as part of that, we we worked to launch a pint collaboration with Tony's and a chocolate bar product, which... Actually, I have my desk right now that I've been nibbling on on all day. It is amazing. Um, so you know they're delicious and they deliver on indulgence, which both of our brands are known for. But it also puts values um, at the heart of of what we're doing, and and you know has also become a bigger commitment that we have to doing better in our cocoa supply chain. So um, you know that's just one small example, but a lot of the time, you know, we're not just launching new products for new products' sake. We're always thinking about how can we further the three-part mission with um, what we're introducing into the world. I appreciate that, especially knowing how fraught a lot of the the chocolate community is, and and knowing that someone's doing that research, um, and knowing that when you purchase at that pint, that someone has been paying attention to that is so exciting. Um, are, do you have any other examples of what innovation at Ben & Jerry's specifically means or or what it looks like? Yeah, I mean, I mean, generally we like to say that uh, innovation is about doing something different that that brings joy to our fans. So sometimes ideas come from places of saying, okay, how can we do better with our values, like the Tony's Open Chain um, example. But also sometimes it means doing more of 
what our fans love. So, you know, people know and love Ben and Jerry's for our trunks and our swirls and really the over the top indulgence. So, you know, something like our our topped line is a great example of of something that we launched. Um, it came out in 2020 and it's a line of of pints with a soft ganache topping that almost brings that like ice cream sundae like experience into the pint. Um, and so, you know, when we launched that um, line of products, you know, it was about giving more of what our fans love in a new and a different and a fun way. Um, and so, you know, sometimes it's just about tapping into those simple moments of joy for for folks, too. I definitely think y'all win texture. <laughs> Whenever I talk <laughs> to anyone about Ben and Jerry's, that's the first thing they say is, you know, we value the big chunks and just the the innovation uh, the texture innovations. Um, yeah. Well, that's, and as the story a, goes that part of it, you know, when Jerry and Ben were first developing a lot of flavors, um, you know, Ben doesn't have a strong taste, uh, sense of taste. And so texture was really what jumped out to him of being like, how can I make this experience fun for me as someone who can't taste a lot of flavors? Um, and so that is what landed us with amazing flavors. I was actually just digging into a pint of chubby hubby last night with my with my husband and uh, I think that flavor really delivers on big effing chunks as uh, Ben likes to say <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um and as a values-based company when when you started to think about dairy gas emissions and and the company you, you guys have been involved in the fight against climate change for quite some time how can these product innovations, support the company's mission and, and goals in that realm. Yeah, our product animation is really at the heart of our climate agenda and goals. Um, you know, at the end of the day, our product itself is one of our biggest contributors across our business to greenhouse gas emissions, like our factory operations, yes, transport, yes, but, you know, the dairy supply chain itself contributes a lot to um, climate emissions. And so one of the biggest ways, you know, we've made, we've already made an impact is through our product innovation is, is by launching a line of non-dairy ice cream products, um, which we launched into the space in 2016, but it's become a much bigger part of our portfolio ever since. Um, and, you know, being able to bring a really great non-dairy product to more people around the world is a way that we can lower our cl climate footprint um, in the long run. So, you know, that's just one product innovation focused lens, but we've spent a lot of time digging in to understand what are some of the drivers of emissions and then what are things that we can do and incubate that are smaller ideas, what are more scaled up ideas. And we've got a lot coming um, in the future uh, in that space too. That's amazing. And, you know, as someone who gets a little grumbly tummy when I eat too much dairy, that's exciting to me. But I'm also wondering if, if y'all have done any sort of research or found anything about um, these products pulling more people into experimenting with non-dairy desserts? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we see a ton of people um, dabbling in, you know, flexitarianism, if you will. You know, sometimes people just want to try something new. And so they might have a regular old pint of Ben and Jerry's in their freezer. But we, what we find is oftentimes um, people will have a pint of non-dairy right alongside it. So um, lots of people dabbling across. It's not just people who are buying it because of, you know, severe intolerations. I mean, there are a good chunk of those people too, but even even folks who don't have um, 
dietary aversion still want to be able to um, have both in their freezer for, for a variety of different reasons. And I'm sure they each taste just as good too. So sometimes it's just nice to have the, the different flavor options. Um, So we've heard you can use ice cream to create renewable energy. Uh, How is ice cream food waste helping to generate energy? Yeah. um, So, you know, as part of what, what I was mentioning in, in some of the research and experimentation incubation space, um, we've definitely had some really exciting projects get off the ground. Um, So the renewable energy initiative you mentioned um that that was a project spearheaded by jenna evans our our global sustainability manager i think she was working has been working on it for over five years which is insane um she worked with our factory team here in st albans vermont to install a anaerobic digester next to the factory. And so for those who might not know what an anaerobic digester is, um, it's essentially like a big stomach. So it's a piece of equipment that takes in waste from our factory and breaks it down to produce biogas, which can be turned into electricity. Um, And it's exciting because the impact is is substantial. Um, This digester in particular can generate up to one megawatt of clean energy per year, which is, you know, enough to power about 800 homes in Vermont. Um, so we're really proud of that work. Um, and we've been talking to a lot of other folks in this space around how to upcycle food waste, how to use waste to generate energy. Um, and it's something that we've done with, you know, an incredible suite of partners um, in our and find trying to find ways to encourage other companies to to um to do the same. That is amazing. That's so cool. I want my house to be powered by. <laughs> it would be cool, right? Thing. If you could get a little uh, sticker to put in your window or something, like my house <laughs> is powered by ice cream. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that would be so good. Um, and it it seems like that environmental impact is something that y'all are actively working on expanding. Have you had a lot of people who are are interested in in doing the same kind of transformative work that you guys are doing? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of peers in the space. Um, you know, it's always great to connect with folks and and think about how we can do do more and do better. I mean, another cool example too, which is a product focused example, but <clears throat> we launched a flavor. I think it was two years ago called um, Dublin Mudslide. It was actually a flavor we brought back from the graveyard, the flavor graveyard, which is where we uh, send our quote dearly depinted flavors um, when they sadly have to uh, make an make an exit from the market. But anyways, for that for that flavor, we actually worked with a really cool company called Wayward Spirits. They're a, a spirit brand that um, uses upcycled whey. Um, in their their distilling process to make a really cool alcohol product. And while normally we can't put alcohol into ice cream, obviously the freezing temps don't typically work. Um, we worked with Wayward Spirits to create a swirl, a, a whiskey infused swirl um, that got put into that flavor. So, you know, a cool example of a material going into a flavor that used you know, food waste and upcycling as a, as an ingredient in a flavor of ice cream that is pretty delicious, if I have to say so myself. <laughs> I believe it, 100%. <laughs> um, and I'm glad you brought up uh, 
products again because y'all have been making non-dairy flavors since 2016, like you said. Um, but we have what we haven't mentioned yet is you guys are the number one non-dairy packaged frozen dessert in the country, um, and you're transitioning to what nearly 20 non-dairy flavors with a new oat milk base. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So we're super excited about this launch. Um, like I mentioned, non-dairy is absolutely critical um, in our portfolio, and you know goes hand in hand with some of our climate. Um, initiatives for the future. And um, we really loved our previous almond milk and and sunflower butter products. Um, And as you said, we've been solidly number one in the category for some time, but sometimes you have to raise the bar on yourself. You have to, you know, take your standards even higher, even when you're at the top. And we did a lot of research and found there was a huge opportunity to improve on the taste and texture of our non-dairy products. Um, which has been a really big barrier for the category in general. Um, You know, people don't want to make a sacrifice when it comes to choosing a non-dairy or vegan product. Like, you want it to taste good. (laughs) Um, So our team, uh, our R&D team, spent over two years finding the perfect formula, and we landed on oat milk as the perfect match for our flavors. Um, And, you know, it it was so good, we decided we would be truly doing our fans a disservice if we didn't make the switch across all of the current non-dairy products. Um, So while we are parting ways with almond and sunflower um, butter, we know that, you know, our fans are going to be super thrilled to try the new oat milk versions um, of their favorite non-dairy Ben & Jerry's flavors. Absolutely. And I also just you know, thinking about oat milk in general, I know everyone has different opinions, but when a barista is making a beautiful latte for me, the fluffiest, best non-dairy option is oat milk, in my opinion. I agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I can I can see that translating into the, the ice cream um, really well. Do you know when we can expect to, to see that? Yeah, so we've already started to make the transition in the market since this is impacting like current flavors that we've got out there. Um, It will sort of trickle out into onto freezer shelves near you. So we started with chocolate chip cookie dough, which is our, you know, heritage hero skew. Ben and Jerry invented chocolate chip cookie dough as a ice cream flavor, believe it or not. So um, we thought we would start with the one of the greatest of all time, if you will. And um, so that one is, you'll start to see it out in market now. Um, And then, you know, over the next couple of months, we've been um, rolling out the recipe to additional flavors like chocolate fudge brownie, fish food, et cetera. So um, more more to come. And then we do have a brand new flavor we're going to be launching in the oat milk base for our non-dairy portfolio, which is yet to be announced. So I'm going to keep my lips sealed for now. Um, but I would say keep your eye on the space because when I tell you this flavor is out of this world, like all, so many people have said, wow, this is this is top notch. So uh, I'm excited for it to hit the market. Another top tier flavor. Absolutely. <laughs> um, other than the flavor being awesome and not having to worry about dairy. Are there other benefits to oat milk that made you guys move in this direction? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of benefits we've seen with the new oat formulations. Um, you know, first and foremost, the the smooth and creamy texture is evident, you know, from your very first um, spoonful when you dig in 
you know, it, it you get that truly ice cream like experience, which if we're being honest, like a lot of pints of non-dairy ice cream don't have that um, experience. So we, we feel like, and you know, that even applies to our own previous formulas. So we're really excited about that. Um, there's also a much like cleaner taste profile with oat. Um, other bases can have a bit of like an aftertaste. Um, and then the other piece that we're really excited about too is that uh, moving to oat will make our portfolio even more allergen friendly. We already had a lot of allergen friendly options with being vegan. The sunflower butter base did um, provide a nut free option, but now um, we'll have more fully nut free options in the portfolio. Um, and we've also always had gluten-free certified flavors in non-dairy, and they will continue to be gluten-free um, as we're sourcing gluten-free certified oats. So I'm really excited for our fans who have sensitivities or allergen allergies. And this is also rolling, rolling out into our, um, our scoop shops as well. So we have over 200 scoop shops throughout the U.S., and um, we've got non-dairy flavors we serve there. So it's really exciting. Um, for our scoop shop visitors to have, you know, some more allergen friendly options. My local scoop shop is right next to the movie theater. So my partner and my routine <laughs> post movie is to, to go to Ben and Jerry's. So I'm excited to see more of these flavors show up there as well. Um, <laughs> it's honestly the best Saturday night. Um, <laughs> are there any other food innovations that we should be watching for? I mean, we've always got a lot up our sleeves. Um, I would say, you know, I alluded to a new flavor to come in non-dairy. So definitely um, keep an eye out for that one. And then we do always tend to have new things uh, in addition to that. So keep your eyes peeled. I can't I can't spill the beans quite yet. But, um, you know, around the new year is when all of our new product launch excitement tends to come out. So keep an eye out. Yeah, definitely have all those notifications turned on for, for all of your <laughs> socials, right? Um, is there anything else that you would like listeners to know about innovation at Ben & Jerry's? I would say we really love to hear from our fans. Um, you know, at the end of the day, our fan is at the heart of everything we do. We we wouldn't be in business if people didn't love to eat pints of Ben & Jerry's ice cream. And so, you know, we like to spend a lot of time hearing from fans, reflecting on, you know, what people are liking, not liking, making adjustments. Etc. Um, you know, Cherry Garcia, for instance, is one of the perfect examples of a fan requested flavor that is still a top seller to this day and one of my personal favorites. So if there's something you've been wanting to see from us, seriously, drop us a line. We have amazing um, consumer uh, Caroline's folks who, you know, monitor our phone lines, monitor our emails, monitor our social media accounts on a daily basis. Um, and we would love to hear how we can bring more joy to your life. Um, so please reach out. I was going to ask you what your favorite flavor flavor was. Was it, cher is it Cherry Garcia or? Well, so I one? always cheat. I cheat with this question. <laughs> I can't just say one. I do work on <laughs> innovation. So I eat a lot of ice cream and I can't just pick one. So I, I like to say I have three favorites. My, my classic favorite is Cherry Garcia, um, but my underrated flavor favorite is Vanilla Caramel Fudge, which is kind of a sleeper in the portfolio. It, it's um, simple, just, you know, vanilla ice cream with caramel swirls and fudge swirls, but man, it is, it hits the spot. 
And then my my flavor graveyard favorite is a limited batch flavor that we had called Chip Happens, which had a potato chip swirl in it that was just to die for. So sweet, salty, can't go wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. That perfect salty mix. Ah, and vanilla is always so underrated, don't you think? I feel like mm-hmm. people always overlook it, but it's yep. such a perfect base, especially for, you know, chunks and swirls and all of the lovely stuff you all throw in. Definitely. Um, Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining me today. And to listeners, you guys have been listening to the Innovation for Good podcast, and we have been joined by Emily Smith, Head of Brand Innovation for Ben & Jerry's for U.S., Asia, and New Markets. Thank you all so much for listening, and we look forward to sharing with you next time.